All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. Let's do it. Hey. Now. Friends. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Quick intro. Zoom, zoom, zoom. This one's with Jacuzzi Boys. We got Danny Gonzalez from Jacuzzi Boys uh, on the phone in early August. And now it's like July, what, 18th, 19th? Yeah, early August. I would put it almost a year ago. Another <laughs> A month, though. April. I think it was April. It was in April. Okay. It yeah. was April. It was definitely COVID time. Yeah. And we got him on the phone, on the landline. Yeah, we did. We called him up. The little, uh, I don't know. We might have tried to Zoom on this one. I don't know. But sometimes it's like, well, the Zoom's not really working. It's cutting in and out. So we got this one phone style, which is nice because, you know, that's, I don't know. That's fun. Uh, okay. I'm going to give one minute wrap up of what I did today. And then Josh is going to give another, uh, the same thing. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I'm making this up on the spot. One minute intro for me. Woke up, fed the dog, uh, hung out outside checked on the grass seed that I'm planting. This is all very exciting. Went on a dog walk with the dog, a, sh- a short one. She doo-dooed at the end of it. I didn't have a bag. Where's the bag? I don't know. It was in my pocket. I look around, no bag. Make sure nobody's looking. We escape into the night. And by the night, I mean day because this was like 2 p.m. We come home. Josh is here. Hey, I'm like, sorry, I got to go. I peace out, go around the corner, find the bag, pick up the doo-doo because I'm a champion. I come back. Josh is here. Now we're inside. Waxer has completely annihilated a stick on the inside of the house on a rug, and I'm going to have to clean that up later. Here, here's Josh's. I woke up. I went back to sleep. I woke up again. I made breakfast. No, I didn't. I didn't make breakfast. I ate leftover pizza from last night. And then I exercised a little bit, so I didn't feel so bad about myself. And then I watched Psych 2, which I'm a little embarrassed to say, not because... It is psych because I like that show, but because it wasn't that great of a movie. And uh, but that's just my opinion. And then I went out and bought some flowers and then I went home and cleaned a little bit while listening to other people's podcasts. Then I get in the car and I drive here to see Shelby with the huge poop scenario that he described earlier. Yeah, totally. What a whew, what a banana scenario. Wow. It was crazy. I mean, but that's just the thing, you know, like I live a wild life and <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes it's like I forget that everybody's, it's not as crazy as yeah. this, but you know, when you're, yeah. you know, when you're in the machine like we are and it's just, when the movie ooh, comes one out, one thing after the other, it's, wow, it's wild. They'll so. be able to tell. Yeah. 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 It was a Home Depot bag too. I ran out of doo-doo bags, like regular, doo- like, you know, the ones that are made for specifically for poop. Yeah. So this was like a Home Depot bag, which made the whole scenario even crazier. Yeah. It had a really so, MacGyver that one. Yeah. It was really, wow. Luckily, I came to help. And it's funny too, because you don't even realize how crazy it is until you're retelling a story like, wow, that was so bananas. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I can't believe this is a free podcast. Yeah. Me neither. Really, that's that's the thing, too. And you know what helps to make it free is our sponsors. So, you know, we should just get into it and tell you about the sponsors uh, now, I suppose. Now, Monkey Nest Coffee is my favorite coffee place um, to go to. And, you know, it's open. So, like, I've been going there during the COVID. I wear my mask to the table. And uh, I've, I've been there. It's delicious. I use the Couch Radio podcast Offer code, get that 10% off. And uh, yeah, if you're in town, do it. If you uh, are online, you can order their coffee 
on the line. So Couch Radio Podcast to check out, 10% off. Next sponsor. Nest it. Next sponsor is Waterloo Records. Now, Waterloo Records is one of those places that sells records. And you know what I'm talking about when I talk about those places. <laughs> um, they basically, I'm just saying that they have uh, records <clears throat> and CDs and you know things like that. Like a lot of cars and laptops don't even have drives for the CDs anymore. But for those of you like me who are driving a mid-90s model, guess what? They're catering to your needs. You can be listening to CDs still. So thank you, Waterloo. Also, Vinyl which is an even, you know, I don't know, an older, I guess, form. They've got all the old forms. They probably have some sort of new fangled listening devices in there, too. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of it's over my head. They have socks. They have other trinkets. And apparently, according to Josh, they have an app. Yeah. They're doing online and curbside right now. And I actually called the owner the other day, and he was saying that uh you know any help and appreciation or any help would be appreciated so like uh if you guys are looking for some vinyls or socks or uh cassettes hit them up at waterlooRecords.com. yeah get on there check it out support some uh you know physical business it's nice i think jeff bezos needs a few more shekels too and i think we should give him some money but also, you know, spread it around a little bit. Give it to some other people, too. So Waterloo, definitely an opportunity to do that. All right, it's time to give the people what they want. Here's Danny G from Jacuzzi Boys. Good, man. This is uh, Josh, and so this is my voice. Yeah, and this is Shelby. All right. Just so you know. Cool. Wait, what was it? what's the other name? Shelby. Shelby, cool. Yeah, man. Uh, it's good to talk to you. How's it? Uh, what's the weather like out there? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all right, you know? It's a little cloudy today, but uh, but uh, I, don't know if you're, I don't know if you're asking the, the overall big question of how things are or, like, literally how things are, but... Uh, <laughs> I think it's weird, just like anywhere else. But uh, as far as the weather, it's, I guess it's also a bit weird. Cloudy, but kind of sunny. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to visualize. But uh, you know, on that note, what's it like? Were you guys? Uh, you guys were were about to be ankle deep in tour, right? But now everything's yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so wait. Just uh, are we? Are we? Are we rolling? This is it, right? This is it. Yeah, we're cool with that. All right, cool. Just making sure. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, we would have been, we would have been, um, I don't know, the first date was, uh, April 9th, I think is when we were meant to leave. Um, so yeah, we would have been, uh, you know, whatever, like a week or so into tour. Um, it's weird to think that that, you kind of get yourself in this sort of headspace right before you're about to leave on tour. And it's always like, uh. I don't want to say it's a bit of a drag, but like leading up to it is always like kind of stressful. You're like, oh man, all right, here we go. And you think of all the sort of like little missions you're going to be involved with. And then once it sort of starts, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. You know, and then it just feels like once you're a weekend, it just feels like, well, we can just kind of tour forever, really. You know, it's like you kind of get in that zone. Um, 
so yeah it's kind of it's weird to like sort of like start prepping yourself to go on tour and then like and then you're stuck in this limbo it's like well are we going are we not like things could i mean this is obviously going a while like going back a bit but we were like i don't know things might clear up you know and then it's like oh no definitely not going um so it's like a bit of a kind of a mental roller coaster where it's like do i do i do i keep sort of prepping myself for this trip or do i just let it go or do i not do i kind of like it's weird yeah totally i mean you know you yeah so you guys have been doing the band for quite a while like since 2007 right yeah, yeah. Which actually is funny that now that I'm like, now that I'm talking about it, I, I'm just realizing that the, the last tour we went on um, was a European tour, and there was a big uh, hurricane that was heading towards us, and in the last minute, it kind of went up the coast. Um, I, I, what was the name of that fucking storm? Now I can't remember. Uh, I what was that last big hurricane that came up the east coast? Ah, whatever. I don't remember now. So you guys were gone when this was happening? Well, no, it was it was all ha- it was the same. It was like very similar. I mean, it was just like a lot closer to actual like game time. But like we were like, are we going to Europe? Are we not? Are we going? Flights were being canceled. Flights in Fort Lauderdale were being canceled. Was just north of us. But like flights out of Miami were still flying out. But we were like, this can't be right. Like this makes no sense. Like like of course we're next to get canceled. So it was basically like to the day that okay. we were like, I guess we're going. And like we were at the airport and you're looking out and it looks like super gloomy and crazy and it's like all wet and you're like, are we really about to fly out right now to like, you know, but like it was totally, yeah, it was like totally fine. But it was like also this weird uh, uh, kind of like mental limbo where it's like, do, are we doing this? Are we not? You don't even know how to like what you should be doing. Like, do I keep preparing? Is it a waste of time? You know? Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, cause like, I mean, I'm sure you have like, you know, your your tour life and then and then i'm sure you're doing other stuff and like you kind of are like in in whatever home mode you know and yeah. like you said i'm sure that's like a a weird adjustment so now you're in this like quarantine should be on tour but are at home mode how's that going i i gotta say man i i've you know considering all that that is kind of like there was like this sort of like, a bit of a bit of a roller coaster it's kind of like are we gonna do this or not but like yeah, once we kind of like realize like that, I gotta say my personal experience and and it goes without saying put you know putting aside all those terrible things that are happening around the world is you know obviously death and people losing jobs and businesses going under all that it goes bad and fucked up and sure. and uh yeah like not not cool to say the least but my personal experience has been all right man I can't really complain I've I've like, I've, I've fully enjoyed the sort of like staying at home and just like enjoying whatever just doing what i do at home whether it's like just watching a movie or reading or just like playing guitar or like i've got occasional bike ride i'm on my own or whatever like it's been nice you know um like yeah i haven't i haven't like felt like you know, I text with some friends and, and people are like, oh man, I'm kind of going crazy. Like, I'm, I feel so cooped up. I got to, I want to get out. This shit sucks. And like, I can't feel those feelings at all. Like, like sure, it's been like a little like, oh man, oh, I wish I could like, oh, I want to get some food. Oh no, fuck, right. I can't do that. I got to be like, I can't go to a restaurant. Or I can't go whatever, you know, certain things that you like realize that like, all right, it's not like that. <laughs> I don't have that option right now. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I can't complain, man. It's been all right. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm also kind of, 
I feel like I spend a lot of time alone anyway, so it, it wasn't that much of a of a change for me. Like I live alone, I spend a lot of time at home, so it's kind of it just feels like a, a bit of an exaggerated version of what I kind of already do. <laughs> gotcha. That's it. Sounds just it just sounds like you're just a well-adjusted dude. Like this is the test, and it's like, oh, you're you're actually you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, I feel like some people have a hard time being alone. Um, but, uh, which is fine, you know, I don't know, like, but I'm also like, I'm, I don't think I'm like antisocial in that sense, like, I could like go out, like, I mean, I like going out as well, but like, but I do, like, I go to the movies alone all the time, I like, I, I don't mind going out to like eat alone, I mean, it's like, I enjoy it, I just like take a book and like sit and, and like sit at the bar, whatever place, and like eat and read, and it's like, I feel totally comfortable being alone, I don't, I don't have that sort of like, oh no, what do I do, you know, what do I do with myself kind of vibe. Right. So you're thriving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, having said all that though, I would like things get back to get back to, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sort of like, uh, I'm not, I'm not pushing for this to stay this way. You know, I think people need to get back to, to their, to their regular routines and, and work and stuff. And it always, it's like fucking a lot of people up. So I don't want to like, I'm not pushing for this this way, but you know, no, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> You mentioned playing guitar at home. Are you? Uh, do you? Do you have a big hand in like the the songwriting process for Jacuzzi Boys? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess we all we all kind of do. No one. I think in the very early days, um, there were some songs written that were brought by. You know, Gabriel would have like a full thing, like, "Hey, here's the here are the lyrics, here's the song, it's done." Like everyone just kind of learned. I mean, it wasn't. He would have like his the guitar part or the chord changes, or whatever, um, set, and then everyone kind of just do their own thing. And like way back when, I kind of finished, you know, one or two or three songs, kind of like through like that. Mm-hmm. But for, that hasn't happened in so. I mean, in like years. I mean, for the most part, it all comes from us jamming together, and and Gabriel basically just like improvising a mel- melody, and then and then we kind of like set lyrics to that. Um, and then kind of like tweak it as we go. But yeah, so I feel like in a sense, everyone has a part in the songwriting, you know, and like, and as we're doing that sort of like, as, as, as we're going through the jamming process, you know, everyone chimes in on like the, oh no, like let's, whatever, like let's change here, let's do that part longer, let's do it shorter, let's add a thing here, whatever, you know, like the vocal thing should be better if it, you know, could be better if it was like this. Um, everyone is, everyone participates in that, you know. Yeah, so in good. a sense, yeah, I feel, I feel we all kind of like sort of write together in a sense. Um, Gabriel definitely writes all the lyrics, and then I occasionally kind of like look them over and, and do like edits here and there, like you know things that I find that could be like kind of easier to sing in a certain way. But um, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like a great collaboration. I was just curious because, I mean. For a lot of people, like this, like where the busy life is kind of slowed down for a lot of people, it seems like a great time to work on music. Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Oh, I was just saying, it's a, it seems like a great time to work on music because the all the busyness of life seems like for you uh, has kind of slowed down, and it might just be a nice time to to be creative, you know? Yeah, definitely. It kind of sucks that this this would be an ideal time to be getting together and and practicing or whatever you know yeah. you want to call it jamming um 
but I guess we're not really supposed to do that, you know? <laughs> right. So it is, yeah. it is kind of like, oh, shit, man, this is like, this would be great right now. You know, I feel like we, we could probably get a lot done. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You know, I guess we'll, we'll have to get back to that, you know, whenever we, whenever we can. Yeah, it's funny. This whole thing almost feels like there's been, like, times where I've just been like, man, you know, I've got time off and so-and-so's got time off. We should go somewhere. And then it's like, oh, sh- like that's the, you can't do that. You can't do anything, you know, but it feels like there's these opportunities. Like it's an opportunity. Exactly. That's, that's kind of what I was saying about like, like food or something, you know, it's like, like I went, I went for a bike ride, um, last week I went down to South beach and, you know, I don't know if you've ever been, but I'm sure you could, I'm sure you have heard, no, whatever. Obviously South beach is a very like, busy area to be especially on the weekends you know it's like right but the weather's nice it's like you know it's like impossible to find parking and it's it's always busy and and just like cruising over there it was just like the streets are so empty and it's so quiet and it just felt like the way uh you kind of like read about south beach in the early days when it was basically just like a retirement home <laughs> you know <laughs> right right um there's like a very sleepy weird little sort of like you know beach town kind of vibe um, again, yeah, just like just parking everywhere, and it just feels like, oh man, like I, I, I would love to go to the beach right now and just go eat. I'm like, oh no, no, restaurants are closed, you can't. But it's like you want to take advantage of that, like that, like openness and like that sort of like that easy, easy access. But you're like, well, yeah, <clears throat> it's just like I guess the only way to enjoy it is just to go cruise around a bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. And just look at, and then I guess technically you're not even supposed to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Exactly. Almost everything feels kind of like a crime right now. I was hearing that like, oh, there's like curfew. And so like sometimes I'm driving and I'm like, oh, shit, it's like past midnight. Am I even supposed to be out? Like, I don't even know the rules right now. Yeah. No, they're always changing. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I was out of that bike ride and like, you know, I, you know, post a video on Instagram or whatever a story thing of me being on a bike. And I'm like, and it just seems so like, oh, yeah, cool. This is like a cool thing. It's oh, man, the streets are empty. It's, just, it's almost for like anyone that's like from Miami that hasn't been out to the beach, that's kind of like the way I approach it. I'm like, oh man, look at like Lincoln Road. It's like completely empty. Like it's so crazy. It looks so eerie, you know? And I like post a video about that because I just find it so kind of like cool and bizarre. But then I'm like, oh man, is that not a good look? Should I be like, oh, should, am I like, <laughs> right, right. am I not staying home right now? Yeah. Am I the problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know, man. It's just kind of like, you know, I have a mask on. You know, it's like I can't, I can't be contributing to this thing. You know, like I'm right, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm then, we have a problem. So it is a, it is a slippery slope. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like speaking of, you know, being from South Florida and you guys, you know, it's it's interesting. And I think we were reading something about like even you guys saying this, but you know, when you think South Florida, I don't think necessarily we think oh that sound that you guys have you know how I mean how is that like coming in to like trying to integrate yourself into a scene that I mean isn't necessarily famous for having that the kind of vibe that you guys have and, and is there a, a good scene like that and how, how was that the early days of Jacuzzi Boys yeah well I think that's I think that's definitely the vibe when um like a sort of like outsider's perspective and I think that's totally like normal and, and not that it's like not warranted, but like, I think if you're, if you're from here, there's always been, there's always been like rock and roll bands down here and like rock and roll 
was just like sort of again the general terms like everything from like sort of noise to weird punk bands to like heavy bands to pop, you know whatever just like anything that falls under that umbrella you know whatever this has always been all kinds of music and unfortunately like i think it's a it's a matter of like geography that a lot of bands don't make it out because it is a bit of a pain in the ass it's like you know you gotta like travel you know whatever i don't know what is it like 10 or 12 hours to get to like out of the state basically you know i guess it's not out of the state that's like to get to atlanta i'm thinking you know right um, i see what you're saying though yeah so so we've <laughs> seen there's been so many bands over the years even from way before like, i was in a band just from when i first started going to shows that didn't really like weren't able to like quote unquote do anything i mean they were like that doesn't make doesn't make they're still a killer band but you know they didn't like they didn't put out records or they didn't tour or they didn't get any sort of like, national attention but it's not because they weren't killer it's just like you know it's like it, it's it makes it a bit trickier than like um living in a city that i feel like you have access like easier access to tour and there's always bands and like you know the bands obviously don't always make it down here so you don't have this like the constant dialogue with the rest of the country that like, a lot of other major cities mm-hmm. do um so but but i feel like if you're down here it's always been there you know this is like we have like a, a really sort of a, like sort of famous venue called churchill's it's like in little haiti and it's been around since the 70s like 79 i think they started doing shows um and it's never stopped and they've always they've always had bands it's, it's kind of like it's a lot of people consider it the sort of like cbgb's of the south because it is like a total ultimate dive you know shithole kind of place yeah yeah um, but it's an amazing, beautiful, like, there's, like, nothing like it. It's, like, I mean, it's it's by far our favorite place to play. I think it's, like, I maybe we're being, I'm biased because it is, like, our hometown spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about that place, really, like, people just kind of, like, really let it go when they're in there and kind of get pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, that place has never stopped having shows, you know, uh, and they're still, they're still open now. I mean, well, not open right now, but you know what I mean? Like... Right, right. Um, so yeah, it's like it's it's not it's not weird for us to be. It never felt like oh this is weird. We're playing in a in a rock and roll band or whatever, whatever you want to call it, a garage band or a punk band, or whatever. Like we're from Miami. Like no, it's like there's always been punk bands down here, but they just don't make it out. So people from that are not from here, you know, we get we get asked that question quite often. Like oh, it's so weird. I've never heard of bands from Miami doing what you do, or whatever. And it's like I get it. But it's like, right, right. no, nah, there's always, there's always been, you know, yeah. we just like, the circumstance or whatever it was, you know, we were able to tour early on and got some attention and it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like naturally like continued to happen, you know, um, I don't think, I don't think we did anything out of the ordinary, um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you uh, you guys definitely you know overcame that ge- geographical obstacle. Um, I know that you guys recorded one album, at least one album in Los Angeles. Did you find it uh, just? What did you find like it was there? Did you did you play a lot of shows, or did you just go there to record the album? Did you guys like relocate for a while, or or what's yeah, the story? Yeah, we kind of relocated for a while, but it was never never like a never it was never meant to be like a permanent move or anything like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like hey, let's try out this LA thing. It was just like. We were, we were working with like a management company for for a sort of like brief period, and and it was just kind of through that hookup um, that we started working with a guy that just became the album. Uh, 
it was recorded under very sort of strange circumstances, but it all kind of worked out. Um, but but none of our albums have been recorded down here. Um, the first album was recorded in Atlanta. The second, the, uh, the, the second and third album were recorded in Benton Harbor, Michigan. It's like a really small town mm-hmm. uh, in Michigan. And then the last, the last full length was recorded in LA. So yeah, like I feel like we've we've always traveled to make our our records. Um, we recorded singles down here. We did like the Heavy Damage EP down here. Um, but I feel like anytime we've we've wanted to like, tackle like a sort of big group of songs, we've always gotten out of town. It just felt like I don't know, just like a sort of like smart way to approach it and kind of like a fun way to approach it where like it kind of you know it eliminates a lot of distractions and you kind of just like kind of uh i feel like it can be a bit inspiring it's like in this like new atmosphere and even though you, you might be playing songs you're familiar with and you played but like being in this new environment or in a studio that you're not familiar with it kind of adds like a sort of freshness to the to the songs yeah so i don't know it's 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 really been cool i've i've, I've always enjoyed that approach yeah. So record, recording, recording, um, and and also just being kind of a bit of like a record nerd and no, reading liner notes growing up. I always found it cool when I would when I would see a band um, had recorded their album in a city that you knew wasn't the city they're from. Right. And and it seems like such a silly little thing, but I always found it so cool. Like, oh man, this band was able to like go and like go somewhere else and record and it just seems cool to me like these like a weird little gang moving around and going to do your thing you know it's like setting up shop in a, in a new town for a bit while you while you take care of business seems seem like a cool yeah dude that i mean that is cool destination record you guys released like a bunch of cool singles last year did you guys record those in la no, those are all done. Those are all done here. Yeah, those oh, are all, like okay. you mean like the digital ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones, the ones. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Those are all done. Those are all done here. Be, uh, I think it's between two places. Like recording with our friend Spam, this guy uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a home studio, and um, and he's played like in a in a, a sort of long-standing band called the Spam All Stars. They're kind of like a Latin. It's uh, I don't even know how to describe it. They're very like it's like this Latin kind of mammy bass, mammy bass meets Latin sort of jam band kind of vibe. Um, they've been around forever. They're like the dude is like one of the coolest dudes you can meet. Um, and he has he has like killer gear at his house. Uh, and his house is like is like walking into like the sort of the best thrift store or something you could imagine. It's just like every inch of the house is covered with some record or piece of gear or just like knickknack or whatever you know it's just like this it's just like there's something to like look at and check out and you know everywhere you look um and he makes like great coffee and you know whatever so it's just like a cool vibe to record over there um and then some of the other ones we recorded with our friend ryan haft um and he he does i don't know if you guys are familiar with the band torch um they're another like south florida band kind of like a heavy mm-hmm. heavy band they've been around for for quite a while too and they're they're all, they're one of the they're another band that's like like kind of like beat the geographical obstacle and like yeah, yeah has yeah. like put out multiple records and have toured a bunch and they're i mean they're 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 quite popular you know um but anyways ryan does sound for them and he's he's played in bands over the years as well he plays in that band wrong um as of that's like his most recent band um but he's like a killer engineer uh um, 
um, yeah, he, and he, he, he works out of like a studio kind of like in North Miami, um, that he shares with some other people. But, um, but yeah, those, those were all done here. Cool. Yeah. So so do you guys like, are you guys, uh, you just writing the stuff together or are you like demoing stuff out at home and then like recording for real somewhere else or like, no, you know, we've, I don't think we've ever done that ever. I think as far as like our demo would be like, uh, I mean, I guess now we all have smartphones, so it's like it's kind of like, hey, like okay, we kind of have like, like the song is basically done, you know? It'll be like, all right, turn on your voice memo and put like the phone at a like at a you know far enough away where it's not gonna like sound like it's crazy blown out, and let's just like play the song and then we can like listen back to it. Right, right. Um, and then way back when it was like we would just use like a tape deck recorder, or we had like a, at one point we had like a weird little digital recorder, but that's the extent of our demoing. It's always just been like play the song as a band with the recorders placed somewhere in the room that we think will sort of like will sound okay and then and then uh listen back to it as you know for reference um but we've never demoed in a like true sense where like and like you know you're recording separate parts or like an overdub here or anything like that you know it's just like it's just been like a live performance okay so like all the like tone and 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 like you know knob twisting and turning that's all kind of in the writing process then well no, no well i don't know i, I guess it depends how you look at it. i think the writing process is like when we're like in the room jamming together you know right but i feel like all the tone and stuff is when we're just when we're finally doing it when we're finally doing the real thing you know <clears throat> right, we don't make right. any, any of those decisions going into the recording process i feel like we barely have an idea of what we want. It's just like, hey, let's just go in and record the song. And I feel like as we start doing it, we're like, oh, okay, this it might sound cool if the kind of song has this vibe, you know? Gotcha. Okay, cool. But yeah, we kind of like, and we've always encouraged everyone that we recorded with to like be um, as hands-on as they want with ideas or approaches, whether whether they're like recording um, ideas or like even just like song ideas or whatever you know like we've always encouraged that we it's not like we're never we're never like too precious about our stuff you know yeah that's important it's like, yeah it's just like hey if you if you think you know song wise if you think something should be different let us know and then as far as like recording wise like just go for it you know yeah man that's great like, it seems like you guys have if a really... something is if something is like is wildly it's sort of like uh not what we imagined well actually not because that's happened where it's like not what we imagined but it worked out but I, I don't know like if something is like way off base like oh no no I'm not, we're not into that and we're like collectively and none of one's into that then yeah obviously we'll like speak up but for the most part it's just kind of like you know do your thing um, we've always worked with people that we've like that we're familiar with and we know the other stuff they've done so it's not like um, it's not like a sort of blind it's not like a blind date vibe right gotcha. where it's like i hope this works out you know yeah weren't you guys like on a label uh, i read this somewhere like on a label and then you decided like you know i feel like we could just do it ourselves and you created your own label yeah the last the the second and third album were on a label they were on hardly art um which is like a subsidiary to sub pop yeah, yeah. sub pop um out of seattle um and then we were going to do the last record um, with them as well. But then due to a bunch of other stuff, it's just like not that exciting to talk about. Whatever. It was just kind of like uh, they were kind of on board, but we were kind of on 
the fence about it, and then we were just like, uh, you know, never mind. Let's just like, I think we can just like put it out ourselves, and like if we can get distribution, then I think we'll be okay, you know. Yeah, it seems it's, like. And also, I don't know. I feel like it's like it's not like we've ever sold like a ton of records. It was always like kind of press a record. We sell some cop, you know, we sell copies, and then it's like whatever. We go on tour and sell records. So it was like you know, if we could like press a record and get it into some stores, and we're gonna go on tour anyway. Like it's just seemed like that's kind of okay. I mean, it's yeah. being on a label does make things in our position at least makes things a bit easier because just with PR and stuff. Like, I don't know, whatever. But but it's. It's worked out okay. I don't know. I'm not like. Yeah, Shelby and I talk about that a lot. Just it seems like in this day and age, you like you don't really need a label. And I don't know. It's just cool that you guys are doing things yourselves. And it seems like you have a really cool crew of people in uh, Miami that you you trust and like you can make great music with. So that just seems like a killer killer situation. Yeah, we're actually putting out which it hasn't even it hasn't been announced yet officially but Ooh. whatever I don't tell everything it matters but I take. we're putting out a single on on third man some stuff that we recorded two songs we recorded with that dude Ryan I was telling you about um and that should be out sometime soon but I don't know obviously things are kind of delayed and weird because of the current situation mm-hmm. um yeah. but sick, you know that's like us that's like us working with the label obviously we would like you know who would want to like those like, those guys have been like so friendly with us over the years and like just super cool and they were like into the idea of doing this so it's like yeah obviously it's not like we're some like on some like anti-label stance like no we're gonna do things ourselves like fuck you know it's like right right and like and then a while then like a year ago or something i don't know a while back we just split with our friend d.a stern he's like a la songwriter guy we did we we each covered a beastie boy song oh, okay um, a beastie boy song off of the album hello nasty it was like for the anniversary of the album like 20 anniversary i guess uh-huh. um Sick. And that label Slumberland put that single out. So yeah, like if opportunities present themselves to work with the label, like yeah, we're, we're and it makes sense and it feels cool and we're on board. But like if not, then yeah, it's like, we'll just do it ourselves. You know, it's like no. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just think it's like it is a myth. It seems like that you need a label, and it's just cool that you don't like whether you have a label or not. You guys are keep pushing, and I mean, just personally, third man. I feel like your street cred's going through the roof right now. Just put something on third man. I love that. Yeah, yeah I mean, we did we did a we did a live record with them um, quite a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those like Blue Room live records that they record straight to. Oh, okay. Um, that was like quite a few years ago. So yeah, we've like we've known those that whole group for for a while now. Um, and. And yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to do something like a, a studio thing with them, you know, like a studio recording um, single. I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. Nice, man. Um, so you guys started back in two, 2007. Uh, how'd you guys get started and like meet each other? Um, I, I, I met those guys through a mutual friend. He was like an old friend of mine. Um, and But uh, Gabe and Diego have been friends since like high school, I guess, or they like um, yeah, I guess high school. They were, they might have known each other earlier, but I guess they sort of became friends in high school. So they've known each other forever. And then uh, they were hanging out with this friend of mine um, that I that I knew before they knew him, and it was kind of just like that connection, just from being out. And then like they were hanging with this guy, and I met up with them, and then just started sort of chatting. And I had to, you know, they were they were a two piece before I joined the band. 
for a few months. And I actually I saw them play a show uh, at this weird like warehouse space, some super random location way back when. Um, nice. And I thought it was awesome. I mean, like, at the time, like uh, they were basically just like learning how to play the instruments, and not much better now. I mean, like I. We can like we can like get to the song without fucking up most of the time, but at that at that show like there was like endless like starts and stops, in the middle of the song just would fall apart and then they would just like kind of pick it back up, um, and I I thought it was like really awesome and kind of like hilarious and I didn't think they needed a bass player or, or anything else for that matter I thought it was like pretty cool, um, but then like whatever like a few weeks later a month later I don't know how I don't know how much later after that show it was that I started doing all we just happened to be hanging out one night and Gabriel had asked me if I played, if I played bass you know and I was like what well, you know I had never really played bass but I kind of played guitar I was like well I, I, I can you know but I was like I kind of I, I remember trying to convince him that that he didn't need a, that they didn't need a bass player <laughs> um being like no no it's cool like it's it's totally like it feels right you know and he was like no I think he just was like had it in mind to, to have someone else on stage or just make it sound a bit fuller or something, you know? Um, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, if you insist, and I thought it was cool, so I was like, well, whatever, I might as well. I kind of had some time. At the time, and I was like, yeah, I had to play music in a while, and I was like, all right, well, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. I think we took, like, it's kind of funny, because I think we took um, a band photo which man, I think that that picture is gone, and I, I it makes me sad to think about. But it was like a Polaroid picture that I think Gabriel's younger brother took of us. Um, we went out to some like random field by their house, and and yeah, took a took some band photos, and it was before I had ever played a single note with them. <laughs> so it was like that was kind of funny. I was like, let's go take some band pictures, and I was like, yeah, I hadn't even like put a bass on yet. Yeah, right. That's what's up. That's in, it's an interesting dichotomy going from like a because like playing out as a two piece. I mean, like me and Josh, we play as a two piece, and it's just interesting because some people are like, "Hell yeah, it's cool that it's just two. And then like you get a lot of times people are like, "Man, you guys would be cool if you had a bass player," you know? <laughs> like so, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, like I feel like you're always gonna get. That's always gonna be. I mean, with anything, you know. And I feel like. I feel like over the years people have told us, oh man, you'd be cooler if you had another guitar player because you could do, you know, because on recordings sure, sometimes right. there's like, or most of the time there's overdubs and, you know, beat part or whatever. And like, obviously, Gabriel can do both those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've gotten like, oh, it'd be cool if if you had another guitar player, it'd be cool this. Or like, I read a recent show, someone was like, man, have you guys ever thought about having like a keyboard player? I heard these like, and it's just like, right. well, it yeah. Can never end. yeah. I mean, like, you could just kind of keep going, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like you could keep adding, but uh, a horn section. I don't know. I've always I've always been a fan of of uh of like a three piece band. It's just kind of like just seems like as uh, I mean obviously you could get it done with two and you can even get it done with one. You know, there's like definitely seen like one man band type shit that that rocks the house. You know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I've just always been a fan of like the the trio. Yeah, man. I mean, it- it's just a. It's a cool vibe for it's a powerful sure. Powerful combo, yeah. I was yeah. watching you guys on YouTube and it sounded really full. I mean, I think it's a cool compliment when like to get like, oh man, it's like it sounded so like, like there was sound like there was like so much more going on, or you guys sounded so like, so loud or so powerful for like just the three of you guys or whatever, you know. 
Um, Because I feel like live is definitely a bit more, uh, it's definitely way faster and kind of like louder than the the records would kind of lead you to think, Mm -hmm. you know? I think like the live thing is a bit more, if you want to use that term, you know? Um, What term? Sorry, you cut out for a second. What is it? You cut out for a second. What term did you use? Oh, I said uh, aggressive. I don't know if that's the right term, but you know, it's just like a little bit more like, Everything is turned up, you know, a bit like tempo, volume, you know. Yeah, I like that though. Uh, when I go see a band live, and it's not just like the record, you know, even especially if it's oh, more yeah, we, energetic. Whether it's whether it's like whether it's because like I don't know, like we can uh, sort of duplicate the record live, or just like, or we purposely don't want to mm-hmm. it just doesn't it doesn't happen it's we've never like it's never been our like uh let's yeah let's make this let's make this sound like the record i always feel like it's just two sort of unique experiences you know like the record is a thing and live is a thing and i guess you can get the sort of like spirit of the song across um then yeah success and i'm not i'm not into I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of impossible for us with some songs anyways because of certain parts or whatever, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, we're the same way. And it's it's funny, like, I know you guys are a three-piece, but it's when you go up and you follow, like, a six-piece band or something, it can feel kind of intimidating. So it's pretty cool, like, when you guys get that compliment of, it just sounds so full. It sounds like there's so much going on. That's, yeah. That's pretty rad. That's awesome. I see why that's, like, a big compliment. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, I've never, I've never had that sort of like, especially man, when, when we're like, if especially like mid tour, when when you're fully like playing really tight and you, you're in that tour tour mode, where it almost feels like you can't fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And like, and even if you do fuck up, you know how to like fuck up the right way and like just like kind of figure it out at the, on the moment, you know, mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I always feel really sort of like confident that we would sound like, I don't know, if there's like a big, big band in front of us, whatever. I'm always just like, ah, I think we'll be all right. You know, like, yeah. I feel like we have a, like there's times when we're like, uh, you get like a good set going. It's like, oh yeah, the songs we're playing now, they're all kind of like working together or whatever. And like, we're playing tight. I feel pretty confident. I don't know, it just feels like, I think we'll, you know, that will be the best band in the world. But I'm like, as far as what we do, I feel like, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. You know, that went over well. Yeah, man. I mean, that's shoot. That's all you can ask for. I mean, you just do yeah. do your thing the best that you can be. Be the most jacuzzi yeah. boys yeah. thing you can be. You know. Yeah. Um, but I definitely. But I I can remember a time, especially on the like, the first tour, some of those early tours, where it kind of felt like. I don't know. You can sort of like see how it could be better, or you'd have a bad show. I mean, you, I don't know. We still have bad shows. You know that, that I feel like that never kind of goes away. You know whether it's right, like. Sure for whatever reason um but it is early on you can just feel like you're still trying to like kind of trying to figure stuff out and you don't you didn't i don't know i feel like i wouldn't get on stage with that sort of like confidence of like all right yeah we got this you know we know how to but now it just feels like i mean not that you're not trying to still figure stuff out occasionally or there's new songs and you feel like oh i hope this kind of goes over well i hope this works out but like yeah i don't know it's like a little there's a bit more of like uh I think it's maybe just comes with time as well, but it feels like, all right, whatever happens up there, I think we got this. <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to, we'll, we'll manage. I think we'll be. Right, right. 
I, you know, since, okay, so you guys have been a band for what, like since, you know, before 2010, right? So, yeah, um, 2007, I think is, yeah. Yeah, so, so you guys, you've been playing, you've played so many live shows. Is there any, like, like high watermarks? And then, like, what would be, like, an example of, like, oh, this was, like, great? And then, like, I'm sure since you guys, I feel like every band goes through this. Was there any moments where you're just like, oh, here we are playing to the, to the bartender only who wants to go home, you know? Is there anything like that? Oh, we, we've definitely had a few of those. And, you know, I, I'm sure you've listened to plenty of, like, interviews with bands or, you know. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's, like, the whole band or just, like, a member of a certain band, whatever. That it's, like, you know, you, I feel like you, you, you often don't talk about the, the high points or, like, when things went awesome. You're, it's never, like... Man, do you remember that time we killed it? Like, it's never that. It's like, you only ever talk about like the bad shows and the the, the nightmare stuff where everything went wrong right, and the, right. the club was totally empty. And those like they're just like those are kind of like the memorable ones in a weird way. It's like what you always end up talking about. Like, man, that one time that like yeah, like we one time in Reno we definitely only played to the bartender and to like the other bands that there was like two other bands on the bill or whatever and like that's it you know <laughs> right right um and i was like that was an early tour and that was like the night before we had played san francisco and it was this like amazing show where like the the bill was awesome it was like all these bands that we were fans of and we kind of some of them we like knew personally and there happens to be friends in town and other friends that were living in san francisco at the time the show like sold out and we just sold a ton of merch and it was just one of those like just great nights like this is fucking awesome at that point it was like we had gotten like paid the most for a show that we had ever gotten paid and i was like this is this is killer you know yeah, like yeah. hell yeah like we're on our way and then like the next night played reno <laughs> to a completely empty room and it was like okay right 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 right. it's like it's like let's not get ahead of ourselves you know? <laughs> back to reality or something yeah 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 exactly um <laughs> you know so that always happens so, like i don't know as far as like I, well, I don't know like we, we just played some shows with the raconteurs and like that was definitely like the most people we've ever played to outside of like a sort of a festival sort of experience you know but like playing like a proper show and like cool theaters and stuff with the you know back to the sort of like third man stuff and they've like always they've been nice to us for so long and friendly and and uh so like them them asking us to go out on tour with them we like five dates with the raconteurs like that's amazing um yeah, that was definitely, like, a new experience and very cool and, like, and, yeah, that just kind of felt like, you know, opening up for Iggy Pop, we opened up for him down here in Miami, like, a few years ago um, when he was doing, like, that um, post-pop depression tour. Right. Um, that was super cool because I was, like, you know, not only open for Iggy, but Iggy lives down here and just, like, our hometown. It kind of felt like this cool... Uh, I don't know. It all kind of came together, you know. It's like wow, yeah. obviously some someone we all looked up to, and and to get to play with him down here, and yeah, it was that was really cool. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. I mean, like you guys have played with you know recently with like I mean obviously like legendary like that's like Iggy Pop, and then also like you know Jack White, like that's just you know rock gods, I guess you know. Like I, I don't know. If that, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When you guys I mean, are like holy, like does that is that like a thing where you're just like. Like what the wait what are, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, there's there's definitely a, there's definitely a a bit of that. I feel like in, in a sense, um, the, you know, opening up for Iggy was definitely crazy. Um, we had met him before, uh, but we 
so it was kind of like, all right, we're sort of familiar with, hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey, nice to see you again. Whatever. We've had like a couple of run-ins with him, like before we we played that show. Um, and at that that venue, we've played that venue before, opening up for other bands. So in a sense, there was a certain sort of like familiarity to it all because like we played that venue, we're in our hometown, we've met him before, so there's a sort of like connection there. So it was like, okay, this is still like an amazing. Uh, an experience and like a, an awesome opportunity but you know there was like a sort of like okay we're like but like for those racket tour shows this is like venues that we would like kind of have no business playing you know what i mean we wouldn't play those venues like gotcha. um, we, we had a bit to we had a bit to any of those venues before um and hadn't really met jack before he's sort of been around one time we had third man but you know so that was like that just felt like entirely like an entirely new experience you know where like you're rolling around like for multiple days with like a full-on crew and the whole backstage scenario and, and like catering and the whole you know the whole thing is like whoa okay this is yeah this is the way it works this is the way it goes down like all right you know like this is this is cool um but yeah. that yeah that felt like an entirely new thing that we hadn't experienced before yeah it's like you know like you know me and josh we listen to your guys' music like we think it's so like when you know we read stuff like oh yeah they're playing with you know oh they did some stuff with rock and tours oh that's really cool or like they're playing with the ocs or whatever like i feel like it kind of makes sense i'm like oh yeah that that's a cool those that's it's cool that those are together you know it doesn't feel like you know out of place or anything but like yeah. when uh like for you guys that are that are in it i just is that anything where you guys are like oh this is almost like like this is affirming for us or is it just like you're like yeah man i mean we're doing our thing and it's leading us here and that's great i, I think it's i think it's kind of like i don't know it's like a bit of both but it is like it's it's kind of like we we have been a band for quite some time so in a sense it feels like well yeah well why why shouldn't we play be playing this you know it doesn't feel like right well we don't deserve this you know it's like hey we've like I don't know, we've put in work, you know? And it's just like... Yeah, totally. It's been cool. I feel like nothing's really been, like, sort of, like, uh, handed to us. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like an overnight thing where, like, we're playing, uh, you know, some shitty bar, and the next night you're like, oh, my God, you know, we got asked to play this some crazy show. Like, what the fuck? How did, why? Right. You know, it's like... <laughs> right, oh, no, right, right. This has been, like, this, like, very slow, uh, sort of, like, natural progression, you know? Right. So, yeah. in a sense, it feels like, yeah, sure, like... That's that seems right. Like this is adding up. Okay, yeah, this makes yeah, sense. yeah. It sort of like adds up, you know. Like, well, the, I think the time that it's felt the most like, whoa, what the fuck? Are we? I mean, like, I, I know I just said a little while ago that there was a certain aspects of that with like those racket tour shows because it was like, a sh I think that the first night of that tour, I think it was like the biggest venue there was. Um, it was like six thousand people, and it was like the show was sold out, and I was just like, this is crazy, you know? Right, right. Like, um. But, uh, but you know, I, I, up until this point, we've played countless shows and put out records and done all that stuff. So, you know, you still feel like I was talking about, like, there's a certain, like, sort of, like, confidence or, like, a sort of, like, okay, I, I know we can go up there and, like, get the job done, you know? Like, I think we'll be fine. We got this. But early on, the first time we went um, cross-country on tour, um, King Con and the Shrines asked us to open up a bunch of dates for them. We were, like, on tour with them for a month. Um, and that all happened like we had we played a show with them with King Kong Barbecue down here in Miami mm -hmm. and we only had like our first single had come out and that's all we had at the time but we really hit it off 
with with those guys with like with King Khan and Mark and stuff. Um, we played Miami with them, and then we went up to Orlando and played with them, and then they were gonna play St. Petersburg, uh, and one of the bands on the bill dropped off. Something happened, and they were like, "Hey, do you guys want to play Saint, the St. Petersburg show?" Like, you can, and we were like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." Like, so we went up and did that show with them as well, um, and like I said, we kind of just like hit it off, and that was like that was that was maybe like that was late 2007. I'm pretty sure, or no, yeah, yeah, I was late 2007, and then like January of 08, we went on our first tour on our own, and then later that year, like King Khan um, asked us, like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna open up some shows for the, for the shrines? But we still only had like one single out, um, and that felt like so we. I feel like we barely had a set together, you know, like. Like getting like thirty minutes of uh, like thirty minutes together, music was like a stretch for us, you know. And playing that tour and playing some real venues with them was kind of like, holy shit, what are we doing? Like, we're playing these like real rooms. We barely have songs, and we're and at that point we're just like having to play any song that we have that's done, whether we think it's a great song or not. It's just like fuck it, we have no. You just gotta go up there and like right, right. play it, you know. Like, um, so that, that, I remember that tour, that tour feeling like, man, we're in over our heads a bit over here, you know, and it, it all worked out, you know? Yeah, but, that, that's kind of cool, man. It probably, I don't know. I mean, like but, maybe it forced you guys into like, oh shit, we have to figure some stuff out or something. I don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of, I mean, you have no choice. You just kind of like, well, you better fucking do it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. um, you know, now it's like a bit easier. Like, you know, you have songs that you can pick and, oh, no, not that song. I don't like the way that song's sounding, whatever. Like, let's do this one instead. This one feels better, whatever. You know, like, people kind of like, you know, obviously for the Reagan Tour shows, the majority of the crowd is there for to, for them. But, you know, there are some fans of ours in the crowd. So, like, you know, you have some support at that time with the Shrines. Like, no one knows who the fuck we are. You know, very, very, very few people do. So it's like, you're getting up there with barely any songs and no one knows who you are. So it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know? Like, right. Like let's get through this thing without you know completely falling apart. But yeah, that that felt a little, well, that's that was cool. a little scary at times. Those are both like two amazing examples of just like times where you guys just got exposure. You know, like just to a whole fan base that like didn't even know you. You know, and that's a, oh for sure. Yo, know, that that same that same year that we did the Shrines tour, um, I think that was over the summer, and then that fall, um, King Kong asked us to go on tour with King Kong Barbecue Show. And we did like an East Coast thing with them, so that was kind of yeah. That was like I mean he's like uh, we always call him like he's sort of like our, our like rock and roll dad in a sense. But he's like <laughs> from the moment we met, he's been like super supportive and you know t- taking us out on those two tours like for sure helped us out a lot. And I was like we had to like learn quickly and and obviously expose us to like a whole bunch of people and like we got our first booking agent at one of those shows because of you know. Oh, shit. We lost Danny. We just lost him. Here we go. We're we're giving him the, giving him the quick call back, and uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, this is all live. This is real time. Quarantine. Oh, hello. Hey oh, man. Shit. Yeah. Just, Yo, we lost you. It dropped. Was that me? Was that? Oh shit! I didn't realize. That was just Verizon. I blame Verizon. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the last thing you heard, but I was just saying that. Uh, 
yeah, he definitely, he definitely um, hooked us up with like inviting us out those two times. You know, it definitely like helped us out quite a bit. And yeah, is it, is it happening again? You hear me or no? Oh, okay, okay, you cut out for a you second. You cut out for a second. Yeah, we but got that's nervous, awesome, man. Especially since you like respected that guy, you know, and just like just having that affirmation like right off top and having that guy believe in you is probably really easy for you guys to or easier for you guys to believe in yourselves even when you didn't like have a set together. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really kind of funny. Like it's kind of like a funny uh, story related to that. But like in the very you can I think you can probably find some pictures if you search deep enough online. But like in the very early days of the band, um we all would kind of dress up a bit, uh, a bit wacky or something. I don't know, like, or okay. like what we thought was maybe psychedelic. Like, yeah, we like would wear like there was like there's even a picture of us wearing some sort of like ponchos. Sometimes we wear some sort of like face paint type of thing, and there was like be whatever. It was just like definitely like some stage clothes kind of involved, uh-huh. and not our like our everyday street clothes. Right. Um, and I think he's he's definitely a fan of that like he dresses like a fucking freak like stage <laughs> like on stage or off stage you know he's just always like uh he can't help it you know but i think like i think he was definitely a fan of the band but seeing us that first time when we played together in miami seeing these like seeing us dressed up all fucking weird and playing the songs he was like oh hell yeah he was like all about it um so we kind of stayed in touch and then like but by the time just like a few months later by the time it was like time to go on that tour with the shrines we had kind of like, we're like, this is just, this isn't, this is not us really. Like, let's just, we can just be ourselves, you know, like, it's fine. Like, we don't have to like wear this stuff. Um, But it wasn't even this like, it's not like we had some like band meeting about it. Like, okay, no more. It was just like, it just kind of like, eh, it just kind of like went away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems Obviously we didn't think to tell him anything because it just wasn't even like on our minds, but like, and like, here we are like the first show and like, he sees us sort of getting on stage and just like Jesus in a t-shirt, he's like, wait, what? What the fuck? What happened to... And we're like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we just like this. And he was like, he was open, like, no, what the fuck is going on? You know, he was like kind of disappointed that we weren't dressed up like freaks. Um, but he quickly was like, all right, well, fuck it, you know? But I do find that he was like, I think in his mind, he thought, because like, you know, the shrines, they all dress up wild. There's the feathers and knockers, like this whole show. So I think in his mind, he was in the... It would be this like huge traveling circus of all these like freaks dressed up all crazy, and then it's just like us in like you know jeans and a and a button shirt or a t shirt, and he was like, no, 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 that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> right. But yeah, well, it seems like when you uh, find something that's not really you, it kind of just you you kind of it takes the test of time a little bit. You know, see what kind of you try it out, and what goes away goes away, what stays what stays, and you kind of yeah. figure out your own your own self and your own sound and your own look and everything. But, uh, yeah, I think I think we probably we I think we probably were into the idea of like dressing up like it'd be a weirder thing. But I I feel like maybe for us it was also a bit of like if you're if you're kind of like self conscious or not too sure about what's going on, sometimes putting on some sort of like costume or outfit can like make you feel like like you're like you're not yourself on stage. So there's like you kind of create this like weird uh, barrier, like a shield, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that allows you to sort of be this other person um but i guess as you know i don't know that was kind of just like well that's that's fine well we can just we'll manage by just dressing up uh, the way we normally do yeah yeah totally man 
Well, thanks so much for your time, man. Thanks for taking the time to just, you know, chat with us and, uh, and, you know, let us spend a little bit of your quarantine with you. Yep. No problem, man. I'm glad, uh, so wait, I noticed that the, the call said, where, where are you guys at? Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, cool. That's what I thought. Cause I know we were meant to talk that one, the last time we were in Austin, um, uh, d- during, uh, what is it called? Uh, Levitation? The Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I saw the, the phone number said like Indianapolis. Yeah, we're originally from Indianapolis, uh, but we moved down here, so our phones are still, you know, they're still true to our roots. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Hey, but we normally wrap up the show with asking the guest if there's uh, two songs, like, you know, two or three, up to you, uh, but just songs that you've been inspired by or that you just, you've been listening to a lot or that you're into right now. And uh, we just like putting people on the spot. So do you have uh, two songs that you can think off the top of your head that you've been listening to? Um, I will say, I'll say, uh, the band Dr. Feelgood, she does it right. Okay, cool. Definitely going to make it on the playlist. Yeah. And then, and I'll say, um, which I was never a fan, but because of this playlist that, uh, someone made, but, um, I just want to get the song, uh, wait, give me one second. Cause I don't even, uh, give me one second. Hold on. No rush. This is all part of putting people on the spot. <laughs> it's, uh, uh. Aerosmith, Sick as a Dog. Uh, I know that song. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I even know that one. <laughs> Sweet. It's off the Rocks It's off the Rocks album. And, like, man, you know, I've never really been... Uh, never really been an Aerosmith fan as far as, like... You know, and I've read, so, like... I've read so many interviews or whatever. People, like, cite them as, like, oh, man, the early Aerosmith were so cool and it was so, like, nasty and, and like, fucking sleazy. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just, like... And, like, on paper, it sounds like exactly what to be into. And every time I've tried to give a listen, I'm just, like... It's not that I hate it, but I'm just like, I don't know, this isn't really, like, that isn't really doing it for me. And this, this, that song was, like, on this playlist, and, like, hearing it in the context of that playlist, the context of that playlist, all of a sudden it was like, dude, this song fucking rips. It was just like this, like, it just felt like a great Stone song or something, you know, which I guess is what their, kind of what their vibe was early on, or what, I don't know, but, uh. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. But, um, oh. Yeah, I feel like, uh. Everything could probably go on and on with other songs, but I gotta. I feel like it's just been a nonstop listening to music all these days, so a lot of it just kind of like the morphs. I'm just like I kind of forget. Just like I've watched so many movies in the past like months, so that I'm like, what did I even watch? What was what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It all blends together. Yeah, it's all just like one big. Um, I was, I was. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one more. There's a. I don't know if you ever seen. Uh, Tom Waits, this, he did like a concert movie called Big Time. Okay. And it's kind of like there's like concert footage and also these weird little like set pieces where he acts things out. It's, it's kind of weird. It's There's a bunch of clips on YouTube. But anyways, the first song on that album is, is uh, 16 Shells from a 30-06. And like that live performance and that song, I like the past two days I've become like, I've listened to that song so many times. It's like, it's just such a cool groove. I know Tom Waits is kind of like, some people kind of can, can groove with it. Some others are like, can't get down with this they think it's too weird or something um right. but this is definitely this is like a pretty rock and straightforward song sweet dude yeah man well, well i'll definitely have to check that out it's interesting i've been listening to like it's just weird how songs will just come around and like all of a sudden you're hearing it with some different ears or something like that maybe it's quarantine years quarantine years are bringing yeah. people to aerosmith you know <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh and then one, one last one you know he recently passed away but john prine you know passed oh, away yeah, totally you know uh 
but the song Chinatown off the Pink Cadillac album, which is the first song on the album, is a pretty pretty stellar song. I was jamming that the other day. Yeah, I like when I get yeah. stuck on these songs and I just kind of like you, you kind of play them back like two or three times in a row. That's like you're like, oh yeah, I, I could I could listen to that again, you know? Or like I'll do that one more time, you know? Yeah, man. Well, great. I mean, honestly, we yeah, that's that's sweet. We we would love to add some John Prine to the playlist. We've been waiting for that. So awesome. Yeah. Hey man, I don't know, it's, it's, it's obviously there's nothing there's nothing new there. It's all like old shit, but I guess that's kind of what I what I tend to. No, those are great ads. No, yeah, we love it, man. That's those are great. So wait, where, where does this where does this playlist where does it live? Yeah, we do it on Spotify, and we kind of just link it on our socials and like kind of plug it in in the in the podcast and stuff. And yeah, it has all the artists that have been featured on the show and the songs that they've recommended to us. And we just update it every time a new episode comes out. So yeah, it's called Couch Radio Playlist. Couch Radio Playlist. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. How, is it like? Is it is it fairly like how many? How deep is it right now? It's not too deep. I mean, like this is our what seventh interview or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So seventh or eighth. So like we're just we're still racking up some. So I don't know. It's probably like fifteen songs right now or something. But that's cool. D- during the during the like sort of like. Well, the quarantine stuff kind of like first hit when I was like for real like okay everyone stay at home this is it I went crazy started making up like a sort of coronavirus quarantine playlist oh, but yeah. all songs sort of like you know relating to it and I was like I became a bit obsessed with it for like for like a, a week or so um uh, but it, yeah I got to like the playlist now is like more than like 24 hours long it's kind of it's got <laughs> <Shit>. pretty crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude that's what's up like, what's it called is it public i think i think yeah it is public it's just called um it's called you know how spotify does like the this is you know and then the band mm-hmm. like this is the beatles or whatever you know so yeah. mine is just like mine's called this is coronavirus <laughs> oh okay sick we'll look it up dude that sounds cool um and yeah it's it's under my danny kokomo is like the name that it's under like the sort of username sweet yeah, yeah, um, so yeah it's, it's, a, it's pretty deep there's all kinds of stuff on there I, I thought it was pretty fun but it, and it like although it is deep I think it plays pretty well just like hit shuffle and there's all kinds of stuff on there it's, it's fun okay cool well, we're gonna definitely do that <laughs> yeah um, alright guys well nice talking to you I hope that uh, worked out yeah thanks so much for doing this man we appreciate it enjoy the rest yeah. of your day cool you too alright see ya Yeah, get the little bag of coffee, put them in your little grinders, just delicious.